Hello there, and welcome along to Classic 15. It's time for our Coffee Break Conversation Podcast with me, Jack Pfeffer. I'm a composer and a radio presenter, and here I sit down with both stars and behind-the-scenes figures in the classical music world, hoping to give young and emerging classical musicians some top tips on how to break into the profession. Today, we're meeting Stephen McHolm. He's the director of the Verbier Festival Academy and of Unlimited, based in Switzerland. He's been there since 2016, and before that he was the artistic director of the Honens International Piano Competition Foundation in Calgary. He grew that into one of Canada's most respected and widest-reaching international classical organisations. Well, when we spoke on a video call, we started with his current job, and Stephen began by describing the Verbier Festival Academy in a nutshell. Well, in a nutshell, the Verbier Festival Academy is sort of the the paradise for a young artist every summer who wants to learn from the best. It is a place where young musicians come to learn from great masters. But more than that, I think to be surrounded um, by great artists and by great performances um, is so important. And they learn from just being part of an artistic community. For an academy only to offer master classes uh, is not enough. It's, it really needs to be a real transmission from one generation to the next, but also an opportunity to get outside of daily life and experience music. And there's no better place than in the Swiss Alps and to get away from everything and be really submerged in great music. So what does it look like practically on a sort of day-to-day, week-by-week basis? What would a, a young musician taking part in the academy face? So maybe I'll start by saying that the Academy is made up of soloists, singers, um, chamber ensembles, and we now have an audio recording program as well, so young recording engineers. Uh, And then also young artists who are looking to break outside the box of of classical music as well, so thinking of new ways of how to present classical music and present themselves as young artists. But a typical day uh, for many of the soloists and the ensembles and the singers would be Uh, Bright and early, uh, uh, they start with uh, either rehearsal or master classes. So each day from 9.30 to 12.30, there are master classes for piano, violin, viola, cello, uh, string quartet, or a preformed ensemble, uh, song or opera. Uh, And then there's a break at lunch where we all get together, all 60-some academy musicians and recording engineers, to for daily announcements and just sort of to get to know each other and cross-contaminate on ideas. Uh, in the afternoon, they'll have another masterclass, probably chamber music or, again, song or opera, or a myriad of workshops on, on what it takes to be a 21st century musician. So it could be a workshop on writing a biography or how to speak to the media or how to, how to program a fundraising concert or team building or performance psychology, all sorts of things that that uh, help them think outside the box as musicians. Um, if the musicians are coming to us and in a practice room all day, then we've failed because what we want them to feel is after three weeks of being with us, they should be exhausted, but they should also be inspired to, to take things on. They may also, uh, during an afternoon, either be giving a, a, a concert in the Verbier Cinema for a spotlight concert where young musicians are uh, 
uh, are performing for the public for free, or we have a number of sort of final concerts, which means that it could be a lead recital or a song and chamber music recital where the singers collaborate with our soloists and our chamber musicians in the Verbier Church. And that's a, a, a one of our main stage concerts. It's an opportunity for these musicians to be heard by a wider public. And by the end of the festival, all of them will have performed at least one of those concerts in the church or for the singers, um, an opera on the main stage at Salle des Combats, our big concert hall, uh, with our junior orchestra. Because not, not only is there an academy, but there are two training orchestras as part of the Verbier Festival. So again, they get to know each other. There's 225 young people running around Verbier um, for the month of July. And it makes the atmosphere in Verbier, I think, unlike any other major classical music festival where... You know, yes, there are great artists and distinguished people with distinguished musical careers. And there are also people who are uh, aiming to to build those careers, uh, who are a lot of fun, who make music on the streets, uh, who try out new opportunities. And if if you make it through the day uh, into the evening, after your classes in the afternoon, you'll 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 uh, attend a concert on the main stage, at the main stage of Salle des Combins, whether it's orchestral or a recital or an opera, or at the Verbier Church. So there are two concerts each evening. And then late night, they'll be either attend our Unlimited projects. Unlimited is the creative laboratory of the festival, where a lot of new music, contemporary music and contemporary ideas are celebrated. And there's a late night cabaret that often our musicians take part in, in, in special projects or cabaret programming as well. So how do you find these young musicians? Is this a sort of a, a year-long search for you personally, Stephen? How do you find them? Do, do you go to them? Do they come to you? Mixture of the two? It's a mix of, of a mix of it all. We're really part of a community of, of performing arts, uh, a community of music. And so it's so important that uh, I keep in contact with uh, my colleagues in other cultural organisations especially young competitions for young musicians, young artist uh, trusts like the Young Concert Artist Trust in London or or YCA in, in, in New York or the Concert Artist Guild. These are all important partners in with an academy. And of course, the members of the World Federation of International Music Competitions are, are valuable contacts for us as well because they are sort of our ears in the world. So they, they, they know who's up and coming and we're often in touch with them. But of course, agents and managers, uh, it's a real community of, of talent scouts. So, um, yes, we're always looking for advice and, and information from, from our colleagues who we trust, but also we put an open call out, um, every year, every fall to musicians around the world. Um, last year for our, Combined with our two orchestra programs, we had uh, more than 2,500 applicants for 225 positions uh, in in the in the three programs: the Academy, the Verbi Festival Orchestra, or the Verbi Festival Junior Orchestra. Uh, it's very competitive, uh, so there is an application process which is online. Um, with video auditions and requirements that we ask of the musicians. We also ask for the academy that the musicians present themselves on video, who they are as musicians, what gets them going, why should, why should we care who they are as a young musician? Because what they need to prove to us is that they have the chops, but there's so many of them that are so great now. What gives them that extra um, special uh, edge? 
uh, what makes them unique. And we say this over and over again to young musicians, you know, you have to, you have to shine. You have 10 seconds to make an impression or maybe less to make a great impression. And, uh, especially in this competitive environment where we have 150, this year we have 200 singers who have applied to our Atelier Lyric and we choose around 13. So what makes you special? Because there are so many who are very good, but um, it's it's what makes them the best. And is that, in that, say, first 10-second impression, for you, is it often repertoire-based? Is it charisma? Is it personality? Can you pin down what it is that helps make a it's, really good first impression? It's all of those things. I would say, first and foremost, it depends on who, what you're listening to. If you're listening to a singer, it's much easier very quickly to know the quality of the voice than it is if you're listening to a pianist or, or an instrumentalist where you know the parts and what they're playing that's going to trip them up. <laughs> or And you need to hear the arch of something. But of course, with a singer, you need to you know hear the arch as well of what they're singing. But uh, it depends on what we're listening to, of course. But yes, the charisma has a lot to do with it. It's very difficult to evaluate on video in that way, because a video you can you can hide. If you have a great acoustic on a video for an audition, it makes it so that um, we can't always see what or hear what we need to hear. So that's why it's important that we have enough repertoire, enough things that we're asking of the musicians that we get those answers. But certainly, yes, charisma goes a long way, but it's first and foremost the talent. Um, and, you know, I want to make that clear. But to have the edge, you you know, you need to be an interesting programmer. Like we asked them, what if you were given a 60-minute program with no intermission, what would you program for us? And if it's just your party pieces, uh, okay, it's great. I'd love to hear you sometime. But does that really make you a great artist? Or do do we see something that's that's shimmering in in the background that they're simmering to the to the top that could could um, make us want to hear you hear you more and more and again and again. And are you looking for the finished product or are you looking for potential? Is there a point where you look and you think, okay, there's raw talent here, we could nurture this? Because you say masterclasses are such a key part of the, the mm. festival as well as the performances. How, how important is potential versus the sort of the finished product with a bow, bow on top? Well, I'd say, you know, because the age range of our musicians for the instrumentalists, it's 16 to 26. So they're all at an age that is still potential. You know, some people would say the younger you are, the you know more potential that you'll have. But it's often there are times that there are musicians who are in their early to mid-20s who just haven't given, been given the opportunity that they need. And this is an opportunity for them to be heard. Maybe they are closer to a finished product. But I think anybody who's still 25, 26, you continue to learn as a musician. If you're not learning as a musician, if you say you know it all already, you know, that actually is a real turnoff for us. If you think you know it all already, forget it. Then why would you come? Um, but to have some humility, to know that you have something to learn. Of course, when we see a young musician with a lot of promise, that's very exciting that there's great potential. But we also have to balance that uh, between those who need to be heard and deserve to be heard. So there's a little bit of both. So what is the best immediate next step then for a young musician listening, thinking, well, how, how do I sort of make this a reality? The best thing they can do in the next you know, few weeks, few months, what's, what's your top tip for an immediate next step? Well, I think what's really important is for young musicians to be open to new perspectives. So the, the fact is, young musicians will have teachers who are valued 
mentors and important in their lives, and they should listen to their teachers. But there's a point in which, at which time, and that's why master classes are so important, is to get a new perspective. And if you're going to go into a master class, you have to open your mind. You don't forget what your teacher said, but you have to go in with an open mind and say, hey, there's another way of thinking of this and give it a try. Don't be rigid. That's, I think, a great piece of advice is if you can be open, you will get further. You don't have to listen. You can take it, you take it or leave it. But while you're in that class, try to try to respond, try to have an, uh, uh, an exchange with the person who's there because uh, it's, you know, it's important to get new perspectives. The other thing I, I'm always amazed at when I visit conservatories or music schools is they may have fantastic people coming in to give master classes. And master classes are an old way of learning, but they're still a valuable way of learning. And and so much of this business is getting to know other people in the business. And that includes other musicians, even musicians who are playing the same instrument as you, who may have a career further down the road and you think, well, they'll never be able to help me. The more you play for people, the more you play for people who are connected, the better you're going to do because everybody talks. So when I go to music schools and I see that the room is empty for a master class, I think, oh, okay, you know, you're wasting your tuition. <laughs> so show up, go listen to concerts. There's easy ways for you to become a better musician. Go listen to a concert, go see what's out there, go backstage, meet, a con- meet the musicians be seen, get to know people. And it doesn't come naturally for so many young musicians. I get it. It's, you know, it doesn't come naturally to me to be gregarious and out there and shake everybody's hand, but I know it's important. So as a young musician, find those opportunities where you can go backstage to to meet a a musician. You know, it's interesting when when artists who have been at the Academy ask me, well, how can I come back? I, w- I would really love to perform at the Verbi Festival. And now, you know, if you're invited to, first of all, if you're invited to the Academy, it's like winning a lottery or like winning a big competition. Uh, and then to be invited back is, uh, is really an accomplishment in itself. So, but one tip on that is get, look at who's performing at festivals that you want to perform at. How can you perform chamber music with them? How can you get to know them? How can you get them to say, hey, there's a young musician I've heard and I'd like to play with them. Those are the people that you need. Um, And it's the same thing with finding management or an agent. You you know, look at who's on a roster. And if there's a musician that you've performed with before or you admire or you'd like to perform with and you think it's a possibility, make it happen. Try to make it happen because those are the people who will be your champions. They go back to their manager and age or agent and they say, I think you should try this person or, or they speak to a conductor and say, Hey, this young artist could be great a young artist to, to watch out for. So it's a bit of playing the game, but if you're going to play in the game, you might as well step up, step up to bat. Well, if ever there is a place that represents that kind of coming together, you speak of masterclasses and exchanges. Uh, it's definitely the, the Verbier Festival, having, having been there myself. Stephen McComb, thank you for taking us inside it. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. And thank you for joining us. All the episodes in the Classic 15 series can be heard on the usual podcast platforms and online at classic.com. There you can also see the very latest opportunities and video on demand. And if you want up-to-the-minute updates. Follow Classic on social media at Classic Music. 
Thanks so much for joining me, Jack Pepper, and hopefully I will see you for another Classic 15 before long.